The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Hello, welcome. I'm really excited about tonight's episode because we are talking about healing. We're talking about getting connected with our bodies and really taking charge of understanding where disease comes from and how we are empowered to heal ourselves. We have forgotten what it means to listen to our own body's messages, and we have given that healing power away by not paying attention to our feelings and being centered in our thoughts when we do feel ill or diagnosed with a disease or simply having a discomfort in our bodies. Intuitive healing begins with the discovery of vital energy within, and self-awareness is the key to making those changes. Energy medicine can help us get there. And my guest today is an expert at energy medicine. Marie Manusheri is nationally known energy intuitive Reiki master and teacher. While working as a registered oncology nurse, Marie first discovered her unique gifts for perceiving subtle energy and facilitating energetic healing. She has her own practice in Seattle, Washington, along with a mentoring program where she trains 16 people a year in energy medicine. And she is the author of a wonderful, wonderful new book entitled Intuitive Self-Healing, Achieve Balance and Wellness Through the Body's Energy Centers. This is one of those books that you're going to want to pick up and keep very close to you all of the time because it's going to help you to strengthen your core, your energy centers, and get in touch with your body. So I'm really, really excited to have Marie on the show today. Welcome, Marie. Oh, thank you, Saran, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. I'm so glad you enjoyed the book. Absolutely. It is a wonderful book, and it's definitely something that I feel so many people right now, especially in Western society, are needing because there are a lot of us that are trapped in our heads. There are a lot of us that have numbed out, that are so busy that we don't take the time to feel or have become disconnected from the body, and yet there is a rise of disease and illness and sickness and Some people think that it's just happening to them because of the environment, but there's other stuff going on here, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. You know, I I view energy, um, it's it's meant to be vital, moving, and and stagnant energy is meant to leave the body when it's no longer vital. And when we don't feel our feelings, then the stagnant energy, the non-vital energy starts to cloud um, the physical body, even organs, the physiology of the body, and can potentially lead to disease. So I believe if people can get to that place that you just spoke about where they can actually check in, see how they're feeling, um, express that in some way, um, or make some changes based on what they're feeling, that they can um, allow a lot more vital energy into their body on a regular basis. 
Well, and that brings me to another place, which is almost the opposite, and that is that there is another side of the population which is becoming more multisensory. It is that newly evolving human that is tapping into many gifts and energies and being able to have some of the the different the the three C's the, the clairaudience the clairvoyance the clairsentience um, and you had that experience of slowly tapping into those types of things being a nurse and then coming into uh, to your own with with how to do all of this type of work over the past uh, couple of decades so talk a little bit about these the, the people that are new to subtle energy and what that really means uh-huh. and how you see energy and and how that connects to the disease that we're having. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're absolutely right. Um, you know, people have been waking up for a long time, but with 2012 now, underneath our feet, and, you know, and we're progressing in that this year, um, even more and more people are having conscious awakenings. Many people have what we might consider some unconscious awakening, external factors that make their life challenging, that they learn, hopefully, to progress through it um, in a way that, ultimately is fulfilling or brings some peace. But when you have, um, when you don't have external factors and yet you start asking yourself personal questions about, am I happy? Do I love what I do for a living? Do I love who I live with? Do I love where I live? You know, and do I enjoy my body? Um, that create, provokes a lot of introspection, which does lead to multisensory realities and uh, awarenesses. So we, we have that very high on the list now where more and more and more people are waking up and needing some sort of answer. And, um, and so they're seeking out what we consider non-traditional therapies or um, guidance or counseling of some nature so that they can feel confident about what they're experiencing and learn to trust it. Um, so, yeah, I was very fortunate when I was a registered nurse. Um, I began to have multisensory experiences daily, actually. I talk a little bit about it in the intro of the book. And um, fortunately for me, I had read a lot about about spirituality as a young person in, in my early teens, um, preteens and early teens, which when I was having these experiences, I didn't freak out. In fact, I enjoyed them immensely. I just didn't tell a lot of people about it. Yeah, I was married at the time, and I didn't tell my husband for a long time um, about what was going on with me. But fortunately for me, I eventually approached a supervisor at work because most days that I worked, I worked charge, a nurse, and if someone became incredibly ill on the floor, the charge nurse had to make, you know, decisions like transfer them to critical care or get a crash cart or something of that nature. And I was so worried that the things that I was seeing, hearing, and feeling, I'm highly clairvoyant. Um, so I, I can literally see energy in the body. Um, it, it represents itself in many, many different ways, but I can see the organs and um, people's childhood, their relationships past lives, all kinds of interesting experiences that relate to their health and well-being um, currently in their life. Um, so I approached my supervisor at work because uh, I was worried that um, what I was seeing, hearing, and viewing would distract me from an emergency and that I wouldn't respond appropriately. And I fully expected to get uh, a psyche valve or be asked to have one and to get suspended. And Fortunately, and as a complete shock and surprise to me, she told me I was viewing energy and that I needed to start laying my hands on our patients. And, um, and so the hospital actually became a training ground for me. I would go into patients' rooms that I was not assigned to. I would not read their chart prior. I would lay hands on them and get as many impressions as I could. And then I would walk out to their 
Western medical chart and read their diagnoses and what was going on with them. And I started to correlate a dictionary in my brain about how I perceive energy um, based on how it's perceived um, conventionally. Well, and I think it's it's probably also you were open-hearted being a nurse. You were connected with people constantly. And I find that uh, that many people, if they're in the nursing profession or in the massage profession or certain professions where they are really connected with the people that they are dealing with, that starts to open up some of those abilities if they're open enough to receive them. Yeah, I agree. I think that people who are drawn to those fields and typically, but not always, but typically are very empathic. So they have a, a feeling nature. They relate to people. They um, are generally less judgmental and more curious. I, I think what helped, helped a lot for me, because I've always loved the human race. I've been in love with human beings um, since I can remember, since a small child. And I thought it was just cultural because I was surrounded by a lot of culture when I was growing up. But when I became a nurse and walked into a hospital room and would be with someone with no hair or missing a limb or having a lot of surgical scars, it, it, that also didn't matter. I just adored them and thought they were, they were very, very, very precious. But I think working in oncology where when you work in-house in a hospital, your patients are very ill. And, and so being around loss, um, and I worked in a nursing home prior to that in my early years as a nurse, uh, I think that opened up a lot of doors because there's a lot of gateways and energetic dimensions that are open kind of in a constant um, way because people are traveling from other dimensions. And I think that if, you, you know, if you're interested in that and, and your heart is open to some degree and you're present with that, then there's opportunity for growth and multisensory speaking. Very good. We all belong to one race, and we are very similar. And you write that we have a biochemical fingerprint. So talk a little bit about that and talk about how the emotional nature of each one of us forms the patterns in the body. Yeah, such a, I love your question, truly. You know, because I have people who come see me with the same disease process even. But everyone's so unique. In fact, every time I open up my door and see a new client, it's like a Christmas gift for me. It's going to be very different than the last person who maybe even had the same um, circumstances in their life. Because how we feel, how we relate to our experiences create, I think, a biochemical resonance in our body. And it's, maybe it flows to the gallbladder if there's some frustration or stagnation. Perhaps it goes to the liver or um, in many women's cases who repress anger, it can go to the reproductive organs. So everyone's a little bit different about how they experience something, like something that may have upset you as a child, maybe didn't upset your sister if you have one. Or um, I'm always surprised that my siblings, I have four siblings, we've all experienced our childhood very differently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So it creates a biochemical response in your body. And over time, especially if we don't pay attention to the pain, which is common for human beings to um, defend themselves and, and to go into protective mode, and as you pointed out earlier, in this broadcast and um, to become numb. And then external factors kind of push those buttons that, again, if we're not paying attention, we don't realize that we've, our buttons have been pushed. We're creating more defense mechanisms. We're creating more stagnation, which could ultimately lead to disease. When I work with clients, um, I scan their body and, uh, you know, I, I look at where stagnant energy is accumulated, perhaps the most, let's say, although their body will tell me where to start doing energy work, and I just allow that to, um, of course, run front and center, but let's say someone has an accumulation of stagnant energy in their chest and maybe they have a health issue in their chest, um, whether it's the breast, the lungs, the heart, the thymus gland, or the upper spine, 
And and so what I'll do is I'll approach that stagnant energy in some way, sometimes even from the feet, because maybe that stagnant energy doesn't want me near quite yet, because it's kind of intimidating to to have to change one's patterns, even if the human isn't conscious of the stagnation. But the energy is very much alive, you know, very powerful. Um, and I'll just start moving vibrant or what we call life force energy that isn't stagnant into the body, and eventually what happens in many cases the vibrant energy kind of creates a pressure change on top of the stagnant energy, which is really weaker, although it feels denser. It's, it's much weaker. And eventually the stagnant energy collapses in the body, just kind of lets go its force field, and then it starts to move out of the body, and then the body can be filled up with um, universal life force energy. And, and that, when that happens in the body, then the human being can also be more receptive to making some conscious choices or changes in their life that could continue that flow of positive energy into the body, which could positively affect a mitral valve or breast tissue or um, the alveoli in the base of the lungs. So that's in, kind of in a nutshell about um, how energy work can, can work for individuals. Wonderful. My guest today is Marie Manucheri, and she has written a wonderful book entitled Intuitive Self-Healing, Achieve Balance and Wellness Through the Body's Energy Centers. Even doctors and the most sophisticated tests can't always find the source of a health issue, but there is one authority that always knows. Your body knows its truth. When we intuitively perceive what we need for physical, emotional, and spiritual healing, the biggest challenge for most people is learning to trust that inner guidance. Through this book, you can learn about the chakra system, how to access and activate seven energy centers that hold the key to your wholeness and intuitive gifts, tools for self-analysis, a chakra-by-chakra examination of where specific health and emotional issues arise, energetic preventative care, detecting and addressing potential health problems before they are physically manifest, and your own intuitive style, how to discover your unique strengths for reading and working with subtle energy. Again, the book is entitled Intuitive Self-Healing. The author is Marie Manucheri, who also has her own uh, radio program on KKNW, the Marie Manucheri Show, where energy meets medicine. And you can find out more about all of her work, including her mentoring program and a couple of upcoming events at energyintuitive.com. That's energyintuitive.com. We'll be right back with Marie. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Emotions are made of pure energy and they form patterns in the body based on the feelings you've expressed or repressed throughout your lifetime. Even if you're not aware of your feelings, they're circulating all throughout your body and they're creating the health, happiness, abundance, or lack of these things. If the energy arrangement in your body has created health problems, you can help change them by learning to feel your feelings, especially the ones you've chosen to ignore. The body is infinite in its wisdom and it's asking you to change some sort of mental, physical, emotional or spiritual way to achieve wellness. This is from Intuitive Self-Healing, a new book by Marie Manucheri, and it is going to help you achieve balance and wellness through the body's energy centers. You can connect with Marie at energyintuitive.com and find out more about this book and all of her work in addition to some upcoming events that she's having. Marie, when we're talking about the emotional blockages and the different things that take place One part of the book touched me early on, and it was when a person came to you and uh, she was told by the doctor that we just need to look at this, come back in a year, we'll check the thyroid again and see if at that point you need some medication. And you write that standard medical practice is to wait until symptoms arise or until test results indicate a medical condition. But energy work, you can start healing the process on that day. Talk a little bit about that because sometimes... We're putting off something that really can be dealt with right in that moment. Absolutely. And that's why I love holistic medicine. I mean, obviously, I have a deep love for conventional medicine as well. But I think if, if we as individuals seek out holistic care, we can prevent disease because the body really does want to be healthy. And it, it actually, if it's triggered appropriately through perhaps supplements or a conscious thought, um, some awareness brought to it, it, that allows it to go back into some healthy functioning where a lot of times more pharmacology creates the opposite with an organ like a thyroid. Um, of course, if people need thyroid medication, we want them to take it, but there are herbs that actually, if someone's numbers aren't too um, far from low or high normal, um, can actually entice the thyroid to go back to health. So in that particular uh, um um, area that you read in the book. It's, I think it's um, in the first chapter. A, a young woman, you're right, she comes to me and uh, and uh, I'm working on her body. She didn't tell me that she had a thyroid problem. I actually um, found it. A lot of times when I see thyroid problems, I'll see a, a red blinking light um, right at the throat chakra. If it's pink, it could mean to me that it's probably quite low, like it wouldn't be diagnosed um, in conventional medicine um, because holistic medicine diagnoses even low and high normals as a a potential problem so that they can start using supplements right away to bring um, whatever function or physiology is out of balance. Um, But hers was uh, definitely um, a color that caught my attention. And then she, when I asked her about it, she said, yeah, she had had a a recent lab result that... um, didn't look great, but her doctor um, said it didn't need to be medicated. And what I found fascinating, as I do with all of my clients, when I bring things up to their awareness, they already have an insight into it. I mean, people really do know. They just choose not to listen to it. We don't, we don't want to sit with it. It comes yeah. up. It bubbles up. We feel that little nudge, but then we don't want to sit with it. Why is that? Yeah, I, 
I think it's, again, back to those defense mechanisms. And I, I do think the big picture of it is that we're terrified to be magnificent. We're really scared to death to be loved, happy, fulfilled, wealthy, all the things that I consider to be normal for human beings. We know how to do it sick, poor, broke, miserable. You know, it's kind of like um, we know how to do that. And, and so it's scary to be the, the incredible beings that we are, you know. And, and in many, you know, cultures and philosophies that are around the world, we've been taught to be humble and that we're not supposed to think much of ourselves. And I believe that we do need to think well of ourselves and, and really love and care for ourselves. I think that's also which gives us greater insight into our being. Um, not that we need to go around bragging about that, but have an internal presence of feeling of gratitude and, and um, allow a true intimate relationship to ensue between ourselves and ourselves. <laughs> well, now you brought up the word empathic earlier, and in my mind, we're all whole divine beings. We all are perfect. We we really don't have any need to create disease in our body because we, at some level, we truly know that we are all that. But when we come in, we are very empathic. All of us? Most of us? Well, that's such a great question. Most of the people who come to see me are very empathic, so I would have to say yes, that most of us are empathic. I can tell you that from an energetic perspective, the human race collectively has been in the third chakra up until just this year, 2012. So we've been working on self-love and our immune system because, in my opinion, loving oneself helps to ensure healthy immunity, having feelings of of love in that way. Um, The fourth chakra, which is where we've we've all left collectively, it's like we, we reached the tipping point, if you will, um, in the chakra system of, of whole evolution, and we've moved from the third chakra to the fourth, and that's where empathy is felt. And so when individuals um, enlarge their heart chakra, which is all about universal love being very neutral, but connected to everything, not reacting necessarily, but feeling no judgment and, a, and an incredible connection to all things, then the heart chakra expands and we become empathetic. We start to feel other people, which makes us more compassionate. You know, we, it's hard to kill someone in a battle if you're a soldier at war when you can feel that person's family who's missing your enemy. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it kind of changes the game in, in all of our cultures when we become empathetic. And all the chakras are, the seven primary chakras are approximately two and a half inches in diameter. But when the heart chakra expands, it fills the entire chest cavity. So it's one way you can identify empathic people. Their heart feels so full. You know, their chest, you know, vibrates with light. Um, And uh, So that brings up two things I want to discuss. Number one is, is it an unconscious um, degree of empathic sensitivity that we have from the time we're children, taking on the emotions of those around us. And is that what we're stuffing and is actually creating the disease? We're, of course, creating like circumstances afterward to pile on top of that. But initially, is it other people's stuff that is kind of the seedling for disease? Um, Because we do come in as divine holes. And then when you're talking about this heart chakra and where we have moved to is the new empathic sensitivity one where we can be more consciously empathic and not take on the stuff but still assist other people. That is a great question, and there's so many answers to that piece of it. Men tend to, you know, historically be more numb to their empathy. You know, I've worked on men who have gigantic heart chakras in their chest, but when I talk to them about their emotions, they seem to be unaware of them. Um, women less 
so probably because probably socially we've been given more permission to have our emotions and maybe then more men. Um, I actually think when we come into the world, I agree, we're whole beings. I mean, you can look at babies in bassinets with their feet, you know, in the air, drooling all over themselves, completely content. (laughs) (laughs) They're happy creatures. But also, we come here to resolve previous lifetime experiences. So whatever we haven't resolved from past lives, we, in our childhood particularly, we reinvent it somehow or we somehow bring it to light because we do forget our previous lifetimes. We do forget why we came here. We even lose touch of, I mean, children don't necessarily, but by age seven with socialization, they become less multisensory. So we forget all of that, and, and we know that, and I believe in free will, so I believe that we choose to come here, we choose our parents and our circumstances, actually, even though everyone else has free will, too, anything could change, and the, and, and the things that we thought could happen to help stimulate us to work on something we've been working on for hundreds, maybe thousands of years that we wish to heal. Um, but our childhood generally uh, evokes some sort of challenge or discord that... Um, for those of us who wish to be more healthy, we start working on it at some point in our adult years so that we can heal it. So I think the socialization downplays the uh, multisensoryness. It, it's very individual. Some people do absorb the negativity of others. Some people don't. Some people let it go through them. Um, and some people allow what's ever going on with certain people in their life affect them. And, and that's why it's really important to be conscientious and to teach energy to children so that they can be aware of, well, that would be a great teacher for me because that, my energy actually expands when I'm in this particular class. Oh, these are not the friends I should be, you know, enjoying lunch with because my energy depletes when I'm around them or I somehow feel a loss of my energy. So I, I think that's very important. And it's, it's some adults probably don't use that language when they're making decisions, but they may gravitate in, in a healthy way if they ask themselves personal questions about their happiness to those whose energy is similar and um, receptive in a positive way towards another person. Now, I've, I've heard uh, in the past and read a lot about when we do encounter disease in the body or a discomfort, that it is good to ask the body or ask that particular discomfort why it has shown up. What degree of intuitiveness can a person tap into to be able to get those answers, and how do those answers show up for someone? Oh, that's a great question again. I love your questions, <laughs> uh, really. Well, intuition, the opposite of intuition is self-criticism. So the more self-critical a person is, the, the harder it is to intuit what's going on in one's life. So first and foremost, being kind and loving to oneself allows intuition to be more expansive. I love it when a favorite tool that I use is when people get out of the brain and drop into their second chakra, which is where all of their emotions are for them personally. The fourth chakra that we were talking about a moment ago is about all of our emotions towards everyone in all of the universes. And some people make decisions from their fourth chakra for their personal life, which I also don't recommend um, because you will need to make it for yourself as an individual. So dropping out of the brain but bringing some sort of awareness from that part of your body, from your head down to your lower abdomen and start to like physically sense that area or um, even etherically sense it. You could even put your hand on your abdomen or feel the waistband of your clothing um, or perhaps perceive some sort of light or warmth or even coolness in that part of your body. So as soon as you feel like you've gotten like 30% of your mental awareness into 
your abdominal cavity, your lower abdominal cavity, that's where you want to ask questions. And you want to be neutral. So you want to be aware of the language that you're using, like what would be in my highest good right now to know about my gallbladder or the pain I've been having in my left leg. And so using the term highest good kind of puts people um, outside of the needing to know and puts them into more of a higher form of awareness. And then impressions could occur, whether it's something you see or you hear or you feel. And I always ask people to to um, take inventory, you know, maybe take three to five minutes in the abdomen after they've gotten neutral, after they've really centered in that part of their body, and then ask a question from a place that also is neutral, not, oh, my God, I'm scared to death. What's wrong with my abdomen? It's very difficult to get intuitive information when you're in fear. It's almost impossible because the universe doesn't look at it as anything as bad. Even death is considered a normal part of existence because it truly doesn't exist, you know, on a higher plane level. Um, And then after you take inventory, you know, maybe you sit up after three to five minutes and you write everything down. And let's say that you got had a warm glow in your abdomen and maybe you had a picture of your favorite ice cream. I know this may sound silly, but intuition is actually simple. It's not complicated. Humans try to process, overanalyze. Uh, they tear everything apart trying to figure something out. But intuition will work on one's own personality. It's going to communicate to an individual based on their experience, their history. So like in my case, when I'm asking yes or no questions, if I see snow-covered mountains because I'm so clairvoyant in my lower abdomen, that's kind of a no for me because I hate to be cold. Even if I think the mountains are gorgeous, I personally hate to be cold. So it's Again, going back to one's own personal likes and dislikes, it's very important to have a relationship with that so that you can understand what your intuition is communicating to you. So are you sitting still? Are you connecting to your thoughts and your feelings? Are you allowing yourself to intuit what's really going on in your body? Fully feeling your emotions releases stagnant energy, allowing your energy system to maintain its health and vitality even during the most difficult times of life. There are more than 3,000 small chakras and seven large primary chakras. Your body is a highly organized energetic maze responding to your every thought, feeling, and choice. My guest today is Marie Manucheri, and she has written Intuitive self-healing, achieve balance and wellness through the body's energy centers. You can find out more about her at energyintuitive.com. She does have a book signing coming up May 11th at East West Bookstore, in addition to being part of the Sun Valley Wellness Festival at the end of May in Idaho. And you can find out about registering for her 2013 mentoring program. She takes on 16 people a year that want to go deeper into energy medicine. Again, her website is energyintuitive.com, and we'll be right back with Marie Manucherry. Visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I want to invite you all to go to 1111mag.com and definitely access 1111 Magazine. It is now completely free, gifted to humanity, so that you can continue your journey a very content-rich, multi-sensory experience, uh, just beautiful articles, lots of amazing information that can support your own journey. Again, that's 1111mag.com. You can access current issues and all archive issues and just have a wonderful time with that. The biggest challenge for most of us is learning to trust our own guidance with intuitive self-healing. Marie Manucheri, renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping readers tune into their health at a deeper level, offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques. Marie invites readers to learn about the chakra system, tools for self-analysis, energetic preventative care, and your own intuitive style. Through her popular radio show and workshops, Marie Manucheri has provided invaluable guidance for those seeking to take a more active role in their own well-being. Everyone does have the power to create a vital, fulfilling, and healthy life. And with intuitive self-healing, she offers key insights for awakening your own life-changing gifts. You can connect to her at energyintuitive.com and find out more about this wonderful book, along with events, her mentoring program, and more information about Marie herself. Welcome back, Marie. Um, there's so much in this book that I want to get to, and I know we're going to run out of time in our two segments, but... I'd love to get into a little bit of how the book is set up and why. And you do go through the different chakras and you talk about what the core emotions are involved in there. For example, uh, the first chakra, you talk about uh, how do you feel about the homes and neighborhoods you live in or the schools you attended and did you feel nurtured and loved and safe in your family? Why are these questions and is this knowledge important and how does it imbalance the chakra? Mm, gosh, great question. Well, yeah, the, the first chakra is about security and stability, and it's developed primarily during childhood. So about, you know, age 18, depending when someone finally takes off and goes off into the world and leaves their family of origin, um, that vortex is finished. Um, it's completed. So it, even when babies are born, the root chakra isn't completely formalized. Actually, all the chakras aren't, but that one takes the longest because you're developing your whole... Um, 
perspective about what security means and, and to be nurtured and loved, you know, primal things that we need to have um, while we live here in a physical reality. So if individuals aren't paying attention to what they felt, in fact, I love it when I'm, you know, working with a client and, and I'm looking at the root chakra and it does not look good to me. And, and I may say, how was your childhood? And they go, fine. You know, uh-huh, yeah, no. And then, of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'll get some sort of impression or images of their parents or, you know, key events that happen, and then I'll bring it up to them. And it may even take them a while before they, they uh, are able to go back to that place because people like to just avoid the first chakra when it is the foundation of our entire energetic system. And one of the things I love about the first chakra is its relationship to the first layer of the auric field, you know, that surrounds the entire body because this um, big piece of energy that surrounds the body actually has a hologram on it of all the organs, bones, muscles, tendons, DNA strands um, circulating around the body. And when we are grounded and we feel at peace with who we are and our choice to be here and we learn how to self-nurture because that's eventually what we all need to learn to do anyway, um, then we're pulling up vital energy from the earth, which then, if there's enough, it goes to the first layer of the field if we're really grounded. And then that hologram reminds the physical bodies what health looks like. So to be grounded and at peace and content and to feel safe here actually ensures better health and functioning of your organ system. Well, and that's very much the case study. Uh, Tom's situation was that he was not very in touch with it, and 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 his answer was that constant fine. Um, but when he had that aha moment, you wrote that his entire aura became this beautiful white light, and, and thousands of cascading, brilliant lit raindrops of energy poured into his body. And that happens whenever we have an aha moment. Do we all of a sudden brighten up like that? Many times, many times, and maybe it's not the entire aura, maybe it's just a piece of the aura or it's, you know, part of the body, but yeah, many times I call those um, also cascading drops, sometimes I call them drops of consciousness, like people are having, like you said, that aha moment, and while the energy is pouring in, the aha just keeps getting bigger and deeper and deeper, which allows for um, profound healing for them. Now, I want to go into a little bit about the first chakra, and I'm not going to go into the rest of them because I want everyone to go out and buy this book because I think it's so valuable. So I want to give them a little taste of what this book's about, though, in terms of uh, the valuable information that it does give. So there is a way, a very quick, grounding, life-sustaining way to... to uh, and, reinforce our first chakra, and it has to do with stomping on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like from a Native American um, tradition, if you will, to, you know, make fists with your hands and to stomp um, with your feet while you punch towards the earth so that, you know, some of those 3,000 minor chakras that you brought up just a few moments ago, there's many on the bottoms of each foot. And what they do is um, when you when you stop as they dilate or open up, they're about, um, oh, maybe an inch in diameter, or not an inch in diameter, but they're, they're a little bit bigger than a nickel. That's what it is. And so these, these small chakras open up and they release energetic roots or vines that grow all the way down to the core of the earth, and the stomping allows this to happen. And then once they connect to the core of the earth, they're meant to act like straws and literally pull up earth energy into the body. So just stomping around for a minute a day um, could 
begin um, shifting quickly your energetic system. In fact, within seconds, um, it could start happening, which is lovely for individuals. In fact, that same technique um, used in the evening for young children can help them go to sleep at night because getting grounded allows them to feel a little bit heavier, helps them to relax and fall asleep quicker. And one of my clients discovered that with her children and... um, so I've offered that to many people over the years. And, and you've said that, uh, you've written that children diagnosed with uh, ADHD and ADD, that this this can be supportive for them. This can Absolutely. be supportive in helping to balance them. Now, you also had a, a phrase that they were to say while stomping, and it is, I deserve to be here and I live here in joy. And I... I went outside today to stomp around and say that myself just to see you know, what, what, what feeling and all it took place. And there is a definite shift. There's, there's an energetic shift and there's a definite feeling and a sturdiness that takes over the body once you've done that a little bit. I, I definitely felt that. And, and that is something that's natural that's going to happen with other people, um, but they may not feel it initially depending on how connected they are to their bodies. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you um, enjoyed the exercise. It's great to do it in the summer on fresh morning dew, you know, just to kind of get that beautiful, precious fluid up into the feet as well. But I'm so yes, glad. I can attest to that. That's exactly how I did it oh this morning. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to me how well it works. And, and I love one-minute exercises. That's why every chapter there's a one-minute exercise for a chakra because most people don't have time. You know, or even if they do have time, they're not going to put a lot of time into it. I mean, if I'm going to ask someone to do a 10-minute exercise and for each chakra, I know they're not going to do it. I certainly offer extended exercises in the book, as I do with my clients, for those who feel more motivated or um, maybe want to work on one particular chakra for more time. But the one-minute exercises are phenomenal, how they shift the vibration of the body so quickly. Well, and I see it also as a way that a person can start to become more mindful of their body because so many people are disconnected and we forget about our bodies. We use them, we abuse them, we're in them all the time, but somehow we don't even realize they're there. And just that one minute a day, regardless of which chakra or all the chakras, is taking that time to at least focus on the body for that little brief bit of time and get used to being in our own skin. Lovely. I, I love that you said that. Lovely. Um, talk a little bit about, you had one case in here where the young woman uh, was diagnosed with stage 1 cancer and uh-huh. she could not give up, um, she, she could not establish the boundaries in her family yeah. and, and allow people, there was a lot of codependence going on, yeah. to say. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and then it advanced to stage 4. Yeah. And so talk about how disease is just continuously speaking to us and if we're not listening, it's going to scream harder to get right. our attention. Right. Well, you know, some people, um, the best way they break up, wake up, I should say, um, is through a health issue in their body. Some people, it's their relationship with someone. Some people, it's a loss of a loved one. Someone, it's their finances or losing a job. So it's almost like our our high conscious self knows what area it, we're going to be most affected towards, which one are we going to wake up the most and go, oh my gosh, you know, and, and do something to um, create change. And so for this particular person, it's her health. Um, and, and of course, she, when she first came to me, I was so happy she was only diagnosed, you know, stage one, and she had done everything she was supposed to do. I was like thrilled this is going to be a piece of cake. And um, unfortunately, she continued to get sicker and sicker. Um, it was just very difficult for her to... Well, you know, as an empath and to let go of the feelings of other people and to not let that affect her and, and to take care of herself, which was 
fascinating. You know, I talk about it in the story that here she would be going in for treatments and, and needed to be really taking care of herself, but she was taking care of all of her family members. Um, and happily, happily, um, she is in remission again and isn't taking care of her family members. One of her children has gone off to college, which is very helpful, of course, and her mother passed away, which was also helpful for her. Um, and she's learning to say no and to not take everything so seriously. I, I think in her case, having such, you know, scary health issues at a young age with a young family and staying alive helped her to learn to let go. Um, and I'm immensely proud of her and, and her continued desire to be happy and not be focused on what she thinks other people need from her and to question her own needs first. Well, I think for each and every one of us, ultimately our journey is about staying in our own world and learning to love ourselves enough and take care of ourselves enough so that we have the ability to give to other people. Uh, I think people feel like we have this cup full that we're supposed to give from, but actually that cup full is for ourselves. It's everything that flows outside of the cup is supposed to be for other people. Absolutely. In fact, I talk about how the heart chakra can actually leak vast amounts of energy. It's kind of a common vortex, especially for empathic people. And, and then this is a vital life you know, force energy. And when you're leaking energy, um, particularly out of the back of the heart chakra, you know, the breast tissue is commonly affected, or it could be the heart or the lungs um, or other structures in the upper thoracic cavity. Is that the reason that we've seen such an increase in breast cancer? Yeah, um, Yes, I would say that not all patients that I see who have breast cancer um, have a leak. A fair amount of them do, not as much as the person in the story. Her leak was quite significant. But what I notice mostly when I look at women, because men get breast cancer as well, but when I look at women, um, that primarily it's grief. It's unresolved grief. You know, and if you're taking care of everybody else who don't have, again, that opportunity to check in and see if you need to cry about something or feel something or release it, um, and and so once a person can get to that place and feel their own personal grief, because, you know, emotions are valuable no matter what they are. Even if they don't seem realistic, it doesn't really matter. For most individuals, there are some people who tend to be more dramatic and overfeel, and, and that would be a completely different story, but those are, people are in the minor, in my at least from my experience, there aren't that many individuals. But there's many people who... Um, put off their, all their emotions, and, the, and then they have so much stagnant energy in their body, and the stagnation has to go somewhere, and in you know, some cases, it actually goes to a body part and creates disease. My guest today is Marie Manucheri, and she is the author of Intuitive Self-Healing, Achieve Balance and Wellness Through the Body's Energy Centers. She's an inter- a nationally now- known energy intuitive, and Marie bridges con- conventional medicine and holistic healing to help people release pain, heal their wounds, and emerge into expanded consciousness. Her energy medicine practice began 12 years ago when she was working as an oncology nurse and discovered the energetic relationship between health and disease. The private practice grew by word of mouth and now includes thousands of clients from across the world. She's a sought-after public speaker and teacher, and she runs a mentoring program for others interested in the field of energy medicine. Her biweekly radio show, Where Energy and Medicine Meet, uh, is based in Seattle and is also streamed live via Internet. And she is the author, again, of Intuitive Self-Healing, her first book. You can connect with her at energyintuitive.com. That's energyintuitive.com. We'll be right back with Marie Manucheri.
The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Self-awareness is the key to making the changes, and energy medicine can help you get there. We have forgotten what it means to listen to our own body's messages. We have given our healing power away by not paying attention to our feelings and centering our thoughts when we feel ill or are diagnosed with a disease. Intuitive healing begins with discovering the vital energy within. If you come to know this intelligence within, then it manifests in different ways. Some people view the images of their mind, hear words, or feel sensations. Others pick up insights during their daily life, which seem to come from others, from radio, television, and billboard advertisements. Wherever our insights arise from, we all possess the aptitude to recognize them and discover what is in our best interest. This is part of intuitive self-healing, achieve balance and wellness through the body's energy Energy Centers by Maureen Manucherry, and it is a wonderful book. I urge you deeply to connect with her at energyintuitive.com and get your copy. It's going to be invaluable in, for you in tapping into your own emotions, having some very simple, easy tools and processes that you can use to strengthen your chakras and get a better understanding of how your body actually works and how it's talking to you. Marie, whenever we are falling into a particular Uh, career or life purpose, it usually is there to teach us something. What have been some of the greatest lessons that you've learned through the course of this journey? Oh, my goodness. It it literally changed my my complete life. I mean, everything about my life is vastly different prior to energy medicine for me. I think probably the biggest thing is, is for me to pay attention to my own energy and Am I happy? Do I feel good where I am right now? How's my energy expanding? It's allowed me to be really aware, which helps me to continue to make better choices. It's also allowed me to um, uh, to be more accepting you know, of individuals, even if people don't heal or don't change their lives. It's allowed me to... Um, to feel love and compassion and joy for anyone in any situation that they're going through um, because there's so much energetic 
presence regarding every choice we make since we have free will. And, and I just find it fascinating how uh, sometimes we, as individuals, we make incredible choices and sometimes we don't. And I, I think it all deserves to be celebrated. And as you're working with people and, and you are such an empath, does their energy affect you or do you know how to create the boundary to be able to work with them, honor their experience, and yet step away and um, and and maintain your own emotional boundaries? Yeah, I'm, I feel very, very blessed. Uh, I've had you know people along the way. At one point, I was working for an osteopath. I left the hospital, took a leave of absence, and um, this particular physician had energy workers in her office, and she asked me to come join her team, and and I did. And um, one of our clients there was a teacher at the Barbara Brenham School of Healing. And when I would work on her, she would notice me sometimes contracting my own field when she was releasing stagnant energy, you know, trying to not let it come into my auric field. And she graciously, you know, reminded me to let it just pass through me, you know, that it can't hurt me. I'm a powerful being, that it can just move through me. And then at some point after that, my guides taught me an exercise that I don't have to use anymore or rarely, but I did have to use it consistently for a year so it could calibrate my own auric field. And I I noticed that when people were in physical pain, I used to feel physical pain when I worked on people. I don't anymore. I just know that they're in pain. Um, But when people were in pain, emotional or physical, I would feel it in my body, you know, uh, emotionally or physically. And it was very taxing. It was difficult to get out of it and then recuperate and come back to balance. And um, my guides taught me to be aware of where I was storing another person's energy and then visualize it moving out of my body like um, maybe shards of glass or um, cookie crumbs, depending on how painful it felt for me, and then to visualize it moving it through my aura until it left the seventh layer of the last layer for the human reality, until all the particles were outside of my aura, and then take a deep breath and come back to myself. And doing that consistently for about a year calibrated my org field to not take in the pain or suffering of others. It allows me to have the awareness of it, but I don't have to physically be um, burdened by it. Oh, thank you so much, Marie, for being on the show. I really value all of the insight and wisdom and teachings that you're bringing, and and I know that this book is going to touch a lot of lives for a lot of people. The title of the book is Intuitive Self-Healing, Achieve Balance and Wellness Through the Body's Energy Centers. The author is Marie Manucheri, and you're going to learn a great deal of information about the chakra system, how to access and activate seven energy centers that hold the key to your wholeness and intuitive gifts, tools for self-analysis, a chakra-by-chakra examination of where specific health and emotional issues arise, energetic preventative care, detecting and addressing potential health problems before they physically manifest, and tapping into your own intuitive style, how to discover your unique strengths for reading and working with subtle energy. You can connect with Marie at energyintuitive.com. Definitely get yourself there and find out about all of the things that she's doing and order your copy of the book. Thank you again, Marie, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Samron. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My guest next week is Deborah King, and we're going to have a great show, lots of amazing information from her. So I look forward to having you next week. Until then, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. 
Remember, shift happens. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. 